Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hello, Kieran. And Kieran. Yes? It's made of people. What's made of people, Maddie D? The podcast. Yeah, you're right. It's made, it of, people. made of people. It you and me? Made, yeah, it isn't made of anything else. No. A little bit of technology, but we won't focus on that. A little bit of charisma, kind of. Now, if this is your first time listening to this show, what we do is we look at the promotional material for a movie, and then we try and come up with as much of the plot as humanly possible, and therefore potentially spoiling the film in the process. Mm, that's right. Now, we could actually put one of our predictions to the <laughs> test, because by the time that we're recording this episode, of course... Captain Marvel, episode one of this show, yes, has come out. People have had a out. chance to see the movie, listen to our podcasts, and I guess draw conclusions. I know, Matty D, you've seen the movie. I, I have seen it, yes. I had a lot of skin in that game, Kieran. I walked really? in. Mm-hmm. You um, went in confident, did you? I did not go in confident. Oh, okay. But I went in hoping and praying that some stuff we and said wishing. would be there. And look, we had some points, but by and large, hmm. Well, I guess you'd have to listen to the episode to find out. As in the Captain Marvel episode As in itself, the Captain yeah. Marvel episode, yeah. Some people have actually wondered if we'll do follow-up episodes. As in, if we'll go back and return to Captain Marvel, having seen the movie, mm. and then address how it was different from where we predicted. I mean, we've spoken about that privately between us. That's right. I think we should put the feelers out. If people want to hear that, just let us know. And if there's enough interest, then I guess it's worth doing the extra work and potentially look at releasing a second show every week. Yeah, but again, people would really have to be interested because it's basically doubling our workload. But, you know, I think it could be fun. Yeah, I think so too. Like I said, it's up to you listeners. Now, this week, if the title wasn't obvious enough already, we're actually talking about another sequel, mm-hmm. John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Is that what it's called? Yes. I was going to ask you, what do you think Parabellum means? Because I forgot to look up what it means. Um, I had no idea that was the title. Is that bad? I'm now sitting the prediction and I didn't know. I just thought it was John Wick 3. I was yeah, like, you're cool. sitting down to record an episode and you yep. had no idea what the title was. No. I think last week we called it John Wick the third. John Wick 3. Yeah. But it is called John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Mm-hmm. Mind you, last week I knew nothing about the John Wick franchise. This week I've come in having seen both movies. You're an educated man. Done a little John bit Wick. of research on on the uh, the franchise. Well, there you go. I don't know why they're adding, what are they called, like monikers, subtitles? I don't feel like they need to. the to. trilogy now, yeah, I don't know why. I but think they're just getting a bit two called? big in the boots. 2 was just called John Wick Chapter 2. Well, that's why I figured that John Wick 3 was just going to be called John Wick Chapter 3. Why are they introducing that this late in the I game? Like they're chapters, even though it's not really a book or based well, on a book. Well, I think I kind of get what they're kind of going for. Well, it's very much based on or inspired by graphic novel. Yeah. I think they're going very much for a graphic novel style. Definitely, definitely. So I think that's where the chapter fits into it. But anyway, before we start talking about John Wick, I just want to revisit last episode briefly. Matty yes. D, your plot of, what was it, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I it was good, was wasn't it? Very impressive and detailed at it the is. time. Every single episode of this show leading up to it, I always accuse you of cheating. For some reason, I didn't accuse you of cheating last episode. However,. Going back to the episode and doing a little bit of research, I found that your plotline was eerily <laughs> similar to the plotline of the uh, Detective Pikachu game, which you just happened to mention during the podcast firstly, itself. 
firstly, let me defend myself a little bit here. So, yes, uh, I did inadvertently stumble upon the Pikachu game. Essentially, that was a- obvious. accidentally, accidentally oh, just, yep, happened. just happened. It, to did, read it did. It. So what happened was I was doing my research on Detective Pikachu, like just looking at the cast list. And I, and I right. saw on like the Wikipedia page when I was looking at who was in the movie, because that's what I usually use. I don't use IMDb for some reason because I'm an idiot, I guess. I saw it was like, are you referring to Detective Pikachu, the movie or the game? And I was like, oh my God, that's crazy, right? There's a Pikachu game. And I thought it was going to be something completely different. The game that I was thinking of last week when you yep. mentioned it was Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Okay. Which is one that I've actually played. Yeah. That was automatically what I thought of. So I'm like, oh, it's not really related yeah. to this movie. Well, that's what I thought too. And I kind of read it out of curiosity because I was like, this is funny that there's a probably an obscure old game that was called Detective Pikachu. And, you know, it's funny that we're doing a movie called Detective Pikachu. And then I, I started reading it and realized it was the story. The I character had the same first name. I read, I read the like... The city had the same name. Yeah. The, yeah, the character... Even wears the same outfit. Exactly, yeah. So I did... I read the first paragraph. I tried not to read any more because... Because I didn't want to spoil my review, but I did. You didn't want to cheat too much. I did take an aspect of that plot as inspiration. But a lot of the things that I had thought of was already there. It was just kind of like the drug that they use. I kind of, I was like, to make that, the really, rage out. that really ties that's into- That's an important plot aspect that's not in the Pokemon <laughs> Detective Pikachu trailer that was in well, that plot of the game. Well, and may, I was like, it, wow, he came up with this off the top of his it head. May not be, it, may not, it may not be in the movie at all. It's possible. But for me, everything else that I predicted in the movie, the whole Team Rocket thing, the whole Pokemon Civil War thing, the whole Ditto yeah, being- Don't spoil your okay, review I won't, too much. I, Listen of, to that episode a if lot you want to hear what- Okay. Okay. A lot of, a lot, yeah, on. It's, it's very crazy. But I don't think I cheated that much. I don't I don't even think I cheated at all, really. I think it's pretty obvious when you read the plot of Detective Pikachu, the game that you actually gave up early on <laughs> in the plot, because the ending is very different from your ending. Yeah. Well, I think What's funny is in the plot as well, there's a point where it says that the characters fight a bad guy in the cave and then are rescued by the journalist character. Mm-hmm. And then in your review, you were like, oh, and then they'll fight somebody somewhere dark and did you, I don't know, maybe like a cave. <laughs> and I was like, where is he yeah. pulling this from? From. The, the cave wasn't really important, but no. I did I did think it was going to be a different Pokemon to what they said. Yeah. But look, I, I kind of used it. I was like, that makes sense. And I used it to tie together themes of my plot that I already had. You used the Mew vs. Mewtwo plot line yeah. a lot in your review. So, yeah. you know, I think it's the same thing. But that was drawing from past experience and memory. I wasn't doing extra research. But I did not deliberately do extra research. I stumbled like, <laughs> upon this information. And I kind of used a little bit of um, Zootopia plot stealing, oh, okay. if anything. You wow. know. Well, I haven't seen that either, so mm. I guess that's why I didn't pick up on that. Now, people didn't come here to listen to us talk about Pokemon. <laughs> We're done talking about Pokemon. That was last episode. Until We're here Pokemon to talking about two. John Wick. The John Wick fans want to hear us talk about John Wick, for yes. whatever reason. The diehard fans. Now, another thing that you mentioned last last week when talking about John Wick was that I hadn't seen the movie at that stage and you predicted that in your words, I'll either love it or I'll either hate it. Yeah. But either way, you'll be right. What does that mean? Oh, okay. So I thought you would like the movie. and then But then you said, oh, knowing you, you'd probably hate it. Yeah. Either way, I'm right. <laughs> well, that is true. So technically, that's true, but you'll, it you'll, doesn't make any sense. You'll have, it, you'll have an extreme response and I'll be right. I don't think you'll like this movie. For some reason, I like this is a movie that what, has- this movie or the uh, John the Wick John, series? The John Wick series. For some reason, it has it has you all over it. Like It seems like it's a real Kieran movie. But I've 
often said these things. I've been like, Kieran would really love this movie. And you were like, Matty D, that was terrible. So that's why I, I think you won't like it. Sometimes I'm the same with you, though. I'll see a movie and I'm like, oh, I think Matty D would have appreciated this movie. And then I'll talk to him about it and he'll be like, no, I hated it. It was terrible. <laughs> so well, I want to know what you thought. Oh, really? Should we get straight into it? Well, why not? Yeah, yeah. What is our history with John Wick? Well, as I mentioned, I hadn't seen it until this week. I actually watched both movies in one long sitting. Oh, you're definitely so going to hate it. It was about a three and a half hour sitting. But weirdly enough, the way that the movies are designed, they basically roll straight from one movie into the next movie. Mm-hmm. Then the second movie picks up straight where the first movie left off. So it was basically like a, a long interrupted movie experience for me anyway. What did I think of it overall? i tell you what, it was a fun popcorn movie. At least the first one was a fun popcorn movie experience. I, I liked it well enough. I wouldn't say it's my favourite movie of all time, but I actually had a pretty decent time with the first one. The second time, again, was fun, but it sort of was a bit more of a slippery slope where it wasn't as good as the first one for me, in my opinion. They did some things differently, storytelling-wise and movie-making-wise, that I didn't really agree with and I didn't think gelled with the universe that they'd set up in the first movie. But yeah, overall, fun popcorn movie. I'm not going to say it's the best movie movie ever made. What about you, Matty D? What's cool. your history with this? Well, I, I remember when this movie first came out, everyone raved about it. Said like a lot of high praise. I live with a bunch of people that really love boys. John Wick. Jocular boys. Exactly. That really love the John Wick franchise. And I watched it. Yeah, it was good. I liked the first, the first one. one? Yeah. yeah, the first one. And then the second one, because everyone said the second one was better. Really? So I was like, okay, cool. Well, I thought this movie was like you, fun. I, I wouldn't watch it again. I know no one. it doesn't really matter what my opinion of the movie is, but I thought it was fine and I thought it was like a fun little ride. I like it stylistically. But then yeah. when they said, oh, the second one's going to be better, I'm like, okay, cool. And it was it was more of the same. So it was, it was fun. I wouldn't watch those movies again. I'm not that kind of fan. But, yeah. you know, I can appreciate what they are, definitely. I'd probably watch some choice scenes again, but mm. I'm not in a hurry to go and watch the whole movie again. I, I might put it on again every couple of years. Maybe, yeah. if I was keen. But yeah, easy to consume. Not a lot of brain power goes into watching it. But yeah, you kind of want that from a movie but once it kinda, in a while. It knows what it is. It's yeah, not absolutely. trying to be well, at least in the else. first one. Yeah. I thought the first one was had a really good style. Like editing-wise, it was really crisp. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were really <laughs> economical with the storytelling. Stuff happened really fast and they didn't take themselves too seriously. I thought the second one suffered a bit from... Oh, the first one was really well received and now we can go a bit more into the world. And I think they just took the concept a little too seriously in it and there were some scenes that seemed to drag. They weren't long scenes, but compared to the first movie, I was just like, please hurry up, move on, get to shooting each other. Also, like, we kind of knew the world a little bit and they didn't... Yeah. They introduced a few more things, they fleshed out a few more things. Whereas the first movie was like, you were introduced to this world and just things kept rapid-fired. Literally rapid-fired. Yeah, literally rapid-fire. Like, it just kept happening. Rapid-fire information. Yeah, rapid-fire A lot of stuff is inferred. I found in the first movie in the second movie they explained things a lot Mm. more and I guess we didn't need as detailed explanation some people want that I suppose that's why a lot of people appreciated it more but yeah I liked the inference in the first movie that they had look at us we're doing a review of the John Wick series this isn't really what this show's about let's get into what we should get into what we think the plot of John Wick chapter 3 Parabellum is hey Kieran yes will someone please get this man a gun (laughs) That's my favourite line from the second movie. I thought you were going to say, get this man a shield. 
because I thought of that when he said it, even though John Wick came well, first. Morpheus and Neo having their moment. Yes, yes. Well, I think they'll have more moments in this movie. I'm sure you agree. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we know about this new movie so far? So, so far there's one trailer that's out that that's I've right. been managed to find. Yes. Um, you have the same Yeah, I saw a teaser trailer with some bikes. That was about it. Mm-hmm. So, we see in the trailer that John Wick is on the run and a bunch of assassins are trying to kill him. Presumably, it takes place immediately after the second movie, mm-hmm. quite like the second movie with the first. Yep. Even though I do believe that they said that the third movie would take place several years later, though you can tell from the trailer that that's pretty obviously not the case. So, who is in this thing? Well, of course, we've got Keanu Reeves as John Wick. Yep. If you don't know who Keanu Reeves is, uh, you're He's Ted. Yeah, he's Ted. Best known as Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Absolutely. Of course, he was Neo in The Matrix. Mm-hmm. He was uh, in Speed. He was. And yeah, he's just generally known as Keanu Reeves these days. Sad Keanu Reeves on the porch. Interestingly enough, just to diverge for a brief second, Mm -hmm. did you know that the character of John Wick was originally written for an older man, someone in their 60s? I know Keanu's almost 50, but they had something like a Charles Bronson in Death Wish style performance. So kind of like an old, retired, grisly gunslinger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it comes across anyway. Like Clint Eastwood in most of his later westerns. Exactly. But yeah, I think when Keanu got hold of the script, he's like, this really has me all over it and they really shape the character around him from that point so gone is the grizzled uh it, it sort of feels still grizzled like it, yeah well yes he is but it sort of feels like in the first one that he should be older than he is but anyway mm. I, I digress next we have Halle Berry who's playing the character Sophia yes now, Catwoman this is pure opinion of course yes okay. Halle Berry well known for Catwoman Storm in X-Men so on and so forth Jinx in, in Bond in Die Another Day but mentioning those three characters really gets me worried about this movie because Halle Berry she's a great actress she can do great dramatic roles but when you put her in an action movie that usually says bad things about the action movie I'm talking about James Bond I am talking about Storm in the first X-Men movie and I'm certainly talking about Catwoman So, is this going to be another one of those performances? We don't see much of her in the trailer, so maybe there's a reason for that. But maybe she'll pull out a great performance, who knows? But it's not looking promising. And of course, as I said, this is pure opinion. You don't need to hate on Hal. No, everyone does that enough already. Of course, we mentioned him earlier, but next we have Lawrence Fishburne, who's playing the Bowery King. He's coming back reprising his role from the second movie. And now a new face to the John Wick series. Mm -hmm. We have Mark Dacascus as Zero. I don't know if you know Mark Dacascus from anything, Mm, but I know him from Double Dragon, and I probably know him best as the host of The Iron Chef, the one who goes, Frozen Peas! Really? Yes, that's him. And what's funny is, originally in Iron Chef, he had a shaved head, exactly like his character Zero in this movie. So when I saw his face pop up in the trailer, I'm like, is that Suckling Pig himself, the Iron Chef? God. So yes, it's going to be interesting to see him in this movie after that. So you're going to take this character very seriously and you're not going to be able to like think about the Iron Chef. No, I'm not going to be thinking Iron Chef when his face pops on the screen. There's got a few comedic uh, comedic actors in this movie. There's actually just a large amount of actors in this series Mm. in general. They've got cameos galore. Yep. I was going to say, speaking of, next we have Lance Reddick, but uh, he's not really that well known. I think he was in Prison Break, Who if does I'm he not play? mistaken. Or no, he was in uh, who, who, Oz. What, what yeah, he's a different, different series. He was the concierge in the previous two movies. His uh, name is Charon. Yep. But here's a cameo for you. Playing the TikTok man, we have Jason Manzoukas. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> 
I don't know if he'll be playing a comedic character because that's generally his bag. Mm. But I'm guessing that they're going to do the thing of taking somebody who typically plays a comedic character and making him a serious character, maybe someone who doesn't really speak that much. Uh, uh... You might have a different opinion in your plot. But yeah, Jason Manzukis is probably best known for his work on the podcast, How Did This Get Made? As well as, I think he was in The League, that TV show that I've never seen, and a couple of movies that, again, I haven't seen. Next, we have another big name, Angelica Houston. Yes. Morticia Adams herself. Of yes. course, she was also the witch in... The Grand the High Witch. Yes. I can't believe those are the first two movies of hers that I pulled out. She's probably done excellent roles, but geez, I haven't seen her in any of them. Those are excellent roles. She plays the director of The High Table, who's mentioned in the previous two movies a couple of times. No, actually, just the second movie, The High Table's mentioned. I always think of The High Chair, like they're going to be babies. <laughs> Anyway, uh, of course, returning to the series, we have Ian McShane, who I happily mentioned in our Hellboy episode previously. But Ian McShane, of course, known for Al Swearingen in Deadwood. And what else did we mention him in last time? Hercules. That's right. He does a lot of shitty roles. Pirates of the Caribbean. He's one of my favorite actors. Takes a lot of shitty roles. But anyway, he's back as Winston, who is the owner of the New York branch of the Continental. I think he'll play a very large role in this movie. He seems to play increasingly large roles in this movie. But I think, yeah, this one will be his pinnacle role in the series. Now, interestingly enough, if you look at the Wikipedia page for this movie, all of the other cast members have their character names listed next to them. But Ian McShane has Winston, who gave John Wick a, what was it, a blood marker in case he needed a last request. So they basically spoil like a huge point in the plot just in his cast listing on Wikipedia. For some reason. <laughs> For some reason. I don't know why. I think the person who ever wrote the article was just like, I need to put this detail in here. It's very important. And now the last person I want to talk about is another returning character. It's Oriello, who is the chop shop owner from the previous two movies, who's played by John Leguizamo, mm -hmm. who you may know as Luigi from the Super Mario Brothers movie, or maybe the Violator from Spawn, um, Cholo from Land of the Dead. Look at me. Look at you. You're a fan of this guy. Well, I think I picked some terrible movies that he was in. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan of Land of the Dead, but geez, terrible roles there. And that's basically our cast. So we should really get into our plot predictions. I think I'm going first this week. You are. Thank God. It seems like you've done more research than me already. Yes. So I look um, forward to hearing what you have to say. I thought this was going to be difficult going in because last week, as I said, I didn't know anything about John Wick, so I was dreading this one. But now, having watched the previous two movies pretty recently and watching this trailer, I think I'm pretty across what's going to happen. And of course, of course, it wouldn't be one of my plots if I didn't say it's going to open with a cold open because the previous two movies had cold opens. When I saw the cold open in the first movie, we were like, aha! <laughs> I can finally say, yes, definitely going to be a cold open in this movie. It's going to be John Wick on the run with his pit bull taking up exactly where the previous movie left off. He is now excommunicado from the Continental and the world of assassins, I suppose, technically, because he shot the bad guy from the previous film, Santino, on the premises of the Continental, the New York branch of the Continental Hotel, which was run by Ian McShane's Winston. Which is a big no-no. Yes, which is one of the two main rules that they don't break. What is it? That you honour the code and you don't kill anybody on Continental property. Mm -hmm. He sort of didn't honour the code. He did honour the code in the end in the second movie, but he broke the big no-no rules of killing somebody. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? The movie starts with him honouring a code and then breaking a code. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he's committed a big no-no and now he has a $14 million bounty on his head. Of course, that's all carryover from the previous movie. Anyone could have predicted this, but yes. It's picking up where the previous movie left off. He's going to be running through the rain with his dog 
And now, he, of course, he has one hour left to escape, hide, do whatever he needs to do, prepare before he is attacked by presumably every assassin in America. $14 million is a pretty big contract. So I believe he's going to be attacked by an assassin before the hour is up. I couldn't decide exactly who it was going to be, so I just chose out of the blue Jason Manzuka's TikTok man. He's going to say, oh, I heard that you were excommunicado, so I'm going to get in early on your bounty. And I think, big prediction here, I think he's going to kill the Pitbull. Ooh. Because I thought that they were going to kill off the Pitbull in the second movie, because I'm like, it's not going to be a John Wick movie if the dog survives the full movie. He did, there were several points in the second movie where I thought they were going to kill off the dog, but he didn't. But yeah, I think Jason Interestingly Manzuka's... enough that you don't see the pit bull a lot in the trailer. No, later exactly. On scenes. So I'm pretty sure he's dead meat. Unless he goes to live with the concierge again, which I don't see happening since he's lost his privileges. Yeah, I think it's dead meat. I think there's vultures flying around the dog. And I think Jason Manzuka's is going to be the one to take it out because I guess he's pretty unlikable. Okay. And they're just going to make him more unlikable from the bat. So everyone can be like, oh, I used to think that Jason Manzuka's was a funny guy. He does the what's up jerk on the podcast and now I hate him because he killed a dog <laughs> and of course they're going to have a fight scene it's going to be tactical and bloody it's probably going to involve John Wick getting stabbed in fact it will involve John Wick getting stabbed because he can't have a fight scene without being stabbed he's going to have to go back to the doctor from the previous movie who's played by the key maker from the Matrix I can't remember the actor's name sorry actor if you're listening and because he very obscure reference by the way I completely forgot about the key master yes well he's in the movies he's in the series but he's in the trailer as well he's stitching up John Wick and John Wick staring at time saying I've only got a couple of seconds left but of course because he's been injured and he needs to be stitched up this runs out the clock and because he fought Jason Manzukas, this has run out the clock and his hour is up and the heat is on everyone gets a text message saying that the contract's out and open and he thinks that the only way he's going to get safe passage out of the city is if he goes to the high council and begs them I suppose maybe he's got a favour he seems to carry a crucifix that he seems to present to the head of the high table played by Angelica Houston yeah, the director so maybe he did a favour in the past and this crucifix was given by her. She's like a gypsy style woman. Maybe she's very religious. He helped her out and she says, oh, I'll do you a favour in the future. Something that we didn't see in a previous movie. Something from the previous presumed John Wick law. So he goes to them for help. But because he killed two of their members, the siblings, Santino and his sister, they're like, well, we'd love to help you out. But I'm afraid because you're excommunicado and you killed our own members that we can't help you. And I think... That's where Zero will be introduced. He'll enter the room and go, our secret ingredient is death. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what? And I think he's going to be there. Is this the new Dragon Ball Z reference? Let's hope not. I think he's going to be basically like their private assassin. And he's going to be the main foil throughout the movie. He's going to be the major assassin who's on John Wick's case. So I think he'll narrowly escape the clutches of Zero and the high table. He tries to take a train out of New York by going to Grand Central Station. But it's a trap. Everyone's waiting for him there. Everyone there is an assassin. They all attack him. They turn off the lights to try and get him in the dark. But of course, he's John Wick. He's going to have a fight. It's going to be very tactical and cool looking. There's probably going to be some music in the background that fits really well. And he'll win. He'll kill them all. And then he'll use the subway tunnels to get to the Bowery King in the, the Bowery borough, I suppose, of New York. And of course, the Bowery King is basically like the leader of a group of hobo assassins. Is that what they are? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, 
Almost like Fagin. A, from yeah, <laughs> I was thinking Fagin. Yeah, except instead of orphan children, it's homeless men from Oliver, of course, or the Grey Fox if you're an Oblivion fan. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm not personally, but yes, I'm sure someone out there will get that reference. <laughs> now, I think they're going to follow a similar plot line from the previous movie, where the Bowery King will threaten to kill him and collect the contract, but because he's Morpheus, because he's Lawrence Fishburne, he says, you know what, for old time's sake, I'm going to help you out again, and I think they're going to pull out a motorcycle out of nowhere, they're going to pull a dusty old motorcycle out of the back room that's, you know, we're homeless, but we're rich for some reason. <laughs> Because we're assassins. We keep motorbikes. Well, I guess they And I wear a silk robe and have heaps of guns. It's a disguise, right? It's so they're unassuming. Yeah, of course. So he's going to supply him a bike to get out of the city because he can't take the train. While he's taking his bike over a bridge, that's when he's attacked by a whole bunch of samurai sword-wielding bikey assassins led by the guy from the trailer. Who was that actor? I can't remember the actor's name, but there's a guy in the trailer who... Oh. Game of Thrones guy? Yeah, is he a game... Yeah, that guy. The blonde-haired older guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's got very piercing eyes. I yeah. can't remember what his name I is. I think he's going to be the head of the... He plays like Bronn in uh, Game of Thrones. Right. So, yeah. He... I think he's going to be the head of the bikies. Of course, they're going to fight John Wick. Surprise, surprise. John Wick's going to win. He's going to kill them. I think it's pretty obvious at this point that he's not going to die halfway through the movie. Now, at some point, they're going to destroy his bike. They're going to have a big crash he's going to crash his bike into a car that's what i predict will happen he has to abandon the bike and get on horseback exactly like in true lies so there's going to be a fight where john wick's on the back of a horse fighting people on bikes going to chop people's arms off and heads off with a sword that would be cool i kind of want that to happen i don't know if he's going to get there on horseback i really doubt that he's going to get there on horseback but he's going to escape the city after winning the fight on horseback and he's going to ride his horse into the sunset and through the power of a jump cut bang he's in mexico in the middle of the desert <laughs> He's escaped all the way out of the country, but the contract is still worldwide. So even though he meets his good friend Sophia, who is also excommunicado from the Continental and the world of assassins. Is that something you're pulling out? That's or? something I'm pulling out and guessing. There's still assassins in Mexico who are after him, but they're also after Sophia. But because he knew where to hunt down Sophia, he's accidentally exposed her and they're both attacked by Mexican assassins. Maybe they'll have huge sombreros. Maybe they'll be angry about the wall. <laughs> But anyway, they're going to have a fight scene, they're going to team up, and they're going to win. And basically, John Wick is going to dangle the idea of, if you help me out, we can go back to New York, we can sort this whole thing out, the bounty on my head will be cleared, and I'll use my powers of being everybody's favourite assassin to have your excommunicado banishment cleared as well. And she's like, sounds great, I'm Halle Berry, let's do it. Now they'll return to New York after gathering as many huge weapons as they can from Sophia's private stash, let's say. Now they're going to go to New York with the intention of confronting Winston, getting him at gunpoint and convincing him with the blood marker that he just happened to give him with a little yin and yang symbol on top that I need a favour, can you call off the hit, can you make everything all G again please Winston, pretty please, with bullets on top. <laughs> but it's not going to be as easy as all that of course, because Zero's still out to get him all the other assassins are still out to get him they can't get anywhere near winston until they have a big fight scene with zero because they've teamed up because they're buddies halle berry and keanu john wick and sophia they finally <laughs> defeat zero he has one last you know frozen peace as he dies does zero have a character in this uh movie at all i think he'll be a silent assassin yeah, right. unfortunately that's one of their favorite things to do they'll get a big name actor the and cold have them say brooding nothing, like ruby rose in the previous one yes so yeah, he's toast, his history after the big final fight. John Wick will get stabbed by him at one stage or shot or both. Let's say both. He 
He'll get shot and stabbed by Zero in the final fight. It's in like an art museum. They seem to be recycling fight locations in this movie from the looks of the trailer because they already had a fight in a train station. They're having another fight in a train station. They already had a fight in an art museum. It looks like they're going to have another fight in an art museum. They need some new locations. Anyway, with the help of the concierge, John Wick and Sophia get to Winston. Mm, Actually, I'm going to say that Sophia is killed off by Zero during the final fight and that's what pushes John Wick to beat him. Maybe kills him with a a piece of... Don't! (laughs) Parmesan cheese! (laughs) Oh my god. He's dead now. No more references. And he's dying words. Yes. But this is where my prediction will get crazy. Oh, I like it. He gets to Winston. He's like, Winston, pretty please, can you lift this embargo on me, please? And that's when it's revealed that Winston is the mastermind behind the whole thing. He's poisoned John Wick's wife. He's been secretly dosing her with poison to get her to die, to get John Wick back into the fold, to help clear all the members of the high table, to help clear all these unruly assassins so he can corner the... Is he cornering the hotel market or is he cornering the, the assassin market? I'm not entirely sure, but I think they're going to reveal that, you know, I was the man. Because they're going to do the Spectre thing. Right. The Christoph Waltz thing of being like, I was the... Brother? <laughs> it's not going to be his brother, but they're going to be like, I was behind everything. I'm the mastermind because they're going to be so full of themselves by this point. They're thinking that everything that they write is genius. Mm-hmm. That they're like, yep, everything is connected. It's all back to me. So it ties back into yeah. it. And of course, no one can die for natural causes. No way. Yeah, exactly. And it looked very suspicious in Not- the first movie anyway. When you I saw her so? fall over, I'm like, was she poisoned? Was she assassinated? Surely it's this is something. That Why would you assassinate John Wick's wife, I guess, to get to him get back him, in the field? Because he left. He did the impossible task and he left and they wanted him back in for whatever reason. I'll have to come up with a reason, don't I? It's my plot prediction. <laughs> yeah, he wanted John Wick to come in and clean everybody up so he can control New York. There you go, that's it. And so John Wick, he kills Ian McShane. Ian McShane dies off, unlike our plot of Hellboy where he survives. And then John Wick, again, is left with nothing and I'm sure they won't be able to help themselves. They won't tie it up in a pretty bow. They're going to leave something dangling for a sequel. Maybe a character that we previously thought was dead comes back. I can only imagine (laughs) what character you're thinking of. Maybe the guy who we stabbed in the second movie who we left there with the knife in his heart and he's like, if you pull the knife out, you'll die. He's been alive this entire time. He's been alive the entire time. He's going to rock up and he's be like, it's bigger than you think it is. Boom, boom, boom. And credits. <laughs> well, there and you that's go. my plot summary. Oh, interesting. Mm. Very interesting. It's very... <laughs> you <laughs> very, look very sceptical. That's very interesting. Well, I'm actually surprised, to be honest with you, because I thought this was a movie that we'd have the same prediction, but it looks like we're kind of different a little bit here. Not since our first two episodes have we ever had the same prediction. Yeah, that's true. But I, th- I really we're thought... We're getting further and further apart <laughs> with every episode we do. <laughs> we just go crazy or stuff. So I guess I guess this is my turn, right? This is my prediction of um, John Wick 3. Oh, only if you want to. Oh, I don't you want to. Just, okay, yeah, okay, bye. No, here's my prediction for John Wick 3. So I think, like yourself, it's going to follow the very much the same tone of the movies that we've seen prior. Yeah, and it sort of has to. We're starting with a flashback. No, we're not. We're starting with a cold <laughs> open. We're starting with a cold open where the movie starts off exactly after the second movie. John Wick is bloody after his big fight and he's trying to get away from the assassins. They've called him as excommunicado. All of that phone cellular thing happens where people are calling, people are getting updated. I like to imagine, by the way, at the end of the second movie, just briefly... When everyone's looking at their phones and he's looking at them all paranoid, 
they're, they're not assassins. They're all just, you know, getting a text message saying, At the you know, same time. Do you want pizza tonight, honey? Can you pick up some milk on the same home? And he's just looking at them going like, oh God, everyone's an assassin. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a coincidence. I guess that feeds into the paranoia, right? That John Wick, anyone yeah. can get him at any time. And he's yeah. got this massive bounty on his head. I really like that about that scene at the end of the second mm. movie. I do too. So he's hot on the run. Everyone's going to attack him. He's got to find hot some way run. to get to safety. Um, he goes to a doctor, your mate. The key master. The key master. They fix him up. Just when it clocks over, then that's when everything hits the fan. Um, Proverbial shit. It'll just jump straight into a fight scene. Someone will attack him in the hospital. Oh, really? Yep. It will be a nonstop fight scene from here on out with very few breaks. So people will start attacking him. He'll fight back. He'll manage to scrape by as he always does. And we'll kind of get a little bit of when when everyone's sort of getting their messages, a little bit of an eye into all these assassins. I think mm. there's going to be a, a, a plethora of assassins that are going to be attacking John Wick. I think we've got the, the guy from Game of Thrones who's yeah. We should know he's called Berada. He wasn't in the cast list, so so sorry um, we couldn't focus on him. So he's going to be very much like a stern, tough guy. Yeah. I figure. I thought I the TikTok man was also going to be a assassin as well. This is what I had in my notes. I was like, yeah. oh, it makes sense. It's a cool moniker, right? Yeah. But I don't think he will be. I've changed my so mind. So even though in the cast list it says TikTok man and assassin, you don't think that that's the case? Okay, I changed my mind. He's <laughs> an assassin. <laughs> So yeah, we got the TikTok man. We got the adjudicator who's the guy who plays the penguin in Gotham and I think he's going to be a very creepy and, and he'll be the most heinous character in the movie. Mm. He's a member of the high table though. I didn't mention him in our Yes. Yeah, he is. He's a mention. He's a men- summary. And then we've got Oh no, the administrator is the person. Uh the adjudicator is a lady who's yeah, got like a right. shaved head so she's going to be like a no-nonsense tough girl. Then we got the Bowery King, which is kind of like the leader of the homeless people and we've got uh Zero, which is a quiet assassin. We've got a ghost assassin. Um, so I think Zero, like yourself, is going to be like a no-nonsense cold calculated guy. Yeah. And we'll sort of kind of cold, get... Cold like the Paramundi! We, we're kind of going to get like a hint into all these kind of all characters. frozen peas, anyway. Yeah. Sorry. So John Wick's escaping with his dog. I do not think his dog will die in this movie. Oh, I don't okay. think they can do that. I think it just wouldn't... It wouldn't work, you know? So I think what'll happen is he's on the run, people are attacking him, and this is where we'll meet the Game of Thrones guy, Berada. He's going to be face to He's going to sort of attack John Wick face to face. He's going to be like, I'm not going to sneak around behind your back. Heard you're a guy with a bounty on your head, and I'm going to kill you. John Wick's going to be like, You and everyone else needs to know if you try to attempt to kill me, you're all going to die. Mm. He goes, Well, we'll that in see. The second movie. Boom. Fight scene. Yeah. Scrape. John Wick barely escapes. He manages to find his way through to the Bowery King. What is his name again? The Bowery King. The Bowery King. He manages to find his way to the Bowery King. Get this man a bike. Who? <laughs> That's in my plot, sorry. Who's the homeless people attack him, maybe. And then he finally comes up and he's like, you need to help me out. I need to get out of here. He's like, I can't help you. You've got a massive bounty on your head. Can you imagine how much Applebee's <laughs> I could get with that bounty? But he's sort of like, sure, sure, sure. So he coaxes him into a false sense of security. And then all of a sudden, they try to jump him. John Wick fights his way out of that one. And then he realizes that the director is in New York City. The director of the high table. Yep, the director of the high table. So he's going to try to break his way in. And this is where we're going to have his encounter with the director of the high table. And Angelica he, Houston's character. Angelica Houston's character. So he sneaks in. He has that crucifix. It's going to be revealed that the crucifix is a symbol, much like how the continent 
uh, the continental, sorry, is a sort of space where you can't kill if someone's holding the crucifix. It means they're there for peace talks. Mm, um, that's a good point. So he's going to come in. He's going to hold theory. the crucifix. She's going to be like, okay, I'll sit down and have a conversation with you. He's like, I need safe passage. I just want to leave. She says, it's too late for that, John Wick. As soon as you leave this room, I'm going to have all my Russian assassins, because she's Russian, and there are Russian assassins. Yes, of course. That are going to be out for your head. You killed one of us, and we can't let that Maybe stand. Peter Stormare will be back. He tries to convince her. She's like, no, sorry, we can't do that. The only way you can receive pardon is if everybody at the high table agrees. Now, you're with one person of the high table, you're with the director, the lead, but I need my brethren to also agree. So then John Wick has a kind of avenue to go down to. Mm. But again, he's not in a good place. So when he leaves, fight, 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 fights his way out. But in doing in so, true John Wick fashion. he finds the address of an old contact, possibly. Yeah. We'll say that. Mm, Which He's confident. Yeah, yeah, totally. You can tell how confident I am. Which, like yourself, gets him to Mexico. But how does he get to Mexico? That's a good question. He steals a plane. Oh, okay. Yeah, he steals a plane from Angelica Houston. Oh, okay. I thought he, he was steals- going to go down to that airport where he did donuts in the first movie <laughs> and just steals a plane from there. Well, it makes sense that she flew in. The high oh. table is from Italy. They have a plane. He flies out. Makes sense that the plane breaks down, collapses, and he's like walking around in the desert, completely lost. And eventually he sort of passes out and Sophia and some sort of Mexican locals find him and take him to Sophia, who's sort of blended into the Mexican countryside. Mexican countryside, exactly. And she takes him in. He explains what's going on. They have a long history where they work together. She agrees that she doesn't really want to kill him. She's settled down as well. She's got her two dogs. She's like, she's kind of like John Wick as John Wick could have been. Yeah, she has two dogs. Oh, okay. Um, she has them in the trailer at least. Oh, so wow. she agrees. So John Wick says, look, I need to go over to Italy, to Rome. This is where the high table sits. I need mm. to play my case. This is a big misunderstanding and I just want to be left alone. No one more needs to die. And she's very skeptical of this, but she agrees. So they go to another Mexican individual, an assassin. He's known mm. as the TikTok man. Oh, okay. Mm. Now, originally what I thought the TikTok man would be like is he'd Played be by like... by the Greek Jason Manzoukas. Mm. What I thought he would be like is I thought he... Because I, I thought on the name, maybe he's like a killer that has like a stopwatch or whatever. Yeah. I thought what would be interesting is... He's like Flavor Flav with the giant clock around his neck. If he was in charge of, because I was like, well, what if he was in charge of something to do with time? And what if he was, and I'm sorry, I'm pulling this out of thin air, but he was responsible of getting people into countries and getting people out of countries. So he was, yeah, you seem very skeptical. And so he's in charge of the timetable of things of when people come and when people leave. Hence the name, the TikTok man. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to miss your plane. TikTok, TikTok. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So TikTok man's obviously going to attack I've him. I've written up your itinerary. Yeah, exactly. TikTok. So they go to the TikTok man who instantly wants to kill John Wick, but they overpower him. He's kind of a bit of a coward, plays to the committee siding mm. of the of the actor. And also he's going to be more, Probably more on their all side. His lines. Exactly. So then he's like, you know what? Whatever. We'll, we'll get you passage to Rome, which is where John Wick ends up. He is then bombarded with assassins from Japan because there's a lot of Japanese assassins that I saw accredited. So we're going to say Japanese oh. Assassins, okay. Italian assassins. The crazy 88, maybe. Russian assassins. There's going to be a lot of Zero action here. So Zero is like a character that is very cold calculated. He just, T-1000, just kind of mm, not that's stopping. That's how I saw him as well. He Except goes in, he's, he's holding his own. He's like doing the beautiful countryside of Europe. He makes his way to Rome. He sort of breaks in. The director has come back. He's sort of watching her as she goes into, he breaks into their sort of secret headquarters. So he tries to infiltrate. This is where we'll get a lot of things from... 
the adjudicator who's going to be a massive foil in this section in Zero. And the adjudicator is going to come up to John Wick and say, I know that, you know, you didn't really, I know what actually happened. I just want to see you suffer. He's going to be a real nasty piece of work. Mm. Fight, 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 fight. Kills a lot of people. The stuff will blow up in the city. Like things will blow up. It'll it'll spill out in the cities, and then it'll seem like Sophia and John Wick are working together. I should have said that. And then it'll yeah. seem and John Wick's dog is at Sophia's house. I should have said that. Okay. Um, with her two dogs, things will explode, and then we'll think John Wick is dead. Mm. Company wins. There we go. I mean, when I say company, I mean the, uh, the you know league the, of le- assassins. the league of assassins win, and they're like we the killed league of shadows. We killed the boogeyman. It was impossible, but we did it. And the adjudicator wants to take all the credit for it. Oh no, actually, scrap that. I got a better idea. Oh. Yep. He'll face turn, Matty D. Yeah, he'll face turn. So everyone's congratulating themselves, and then they'll find a dead adjudicator with the little needle thing from the second movie, little pincer. It'll be on his body, so they'll see that, the thing that they take the oath on. Oh, I see. Mm. And there will be a sign from John Wick. Blood oath marker. Saying, if you want to finish this... Meet me at New York, America, wherever the city is they're from. I didn't really pay attention. America. <laughs> so this is where the movie will change from John Wick running for his life and trying to scratch and claw and compromise to he's going to make people come on his turf. Ooh. He's going to come back to the Continental, a rugged, bloodied up, but still sort of powerful John Wick will walk in to the hotel owner, Winston, Winston, and say, I'm calling in my favor now. I want passage into this, uh, into the Continental. And he's like, John Wick, you're crazy. You can't do this. So he holds up bunker in the Continental, all the assassins, all the people he's been chasing over the time, the League of Assassins, the Russian assassins. Zero. Yeah, Zero. If Zero's not dead already, they come in and it's one big epic fight where John Wick is set... Home alone himself in the Continental. He's like got all these traps available and he just starts attacking them. It goes crazy. He's fighting them. It goes outside. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of car chases. Da da da. Pretty much all the cool characters live. <laughs> all the characters that are like not likable, like a lot of the uh, the director will die. A lot of the League of Assassins will die. Zero will die. All those guys will die. All the good characters will survive. And John Wick will be bloodied up. He'll be walking away. Winston will try to stop him. He'll say, you can't just walk away from this, John. Jonathan. Jonathan. You won't, You can't walk away from this. And John will turn to him and says, it's done. I'm walking away from this. It's over now. It's finished. Don't try to follow me. Don't tell anyone to come after me. I'm leaving this now. Until he, John Wick chapter four. He gets on a boat <laughs> and he pedals off into into the horizon. <laughs> Is it a pedal boat? Well, like one of those ones you see on a lake well, you know, like a swan. Like a, a motorboat. And then someone comes up to Winston and says, Winston, where's John Wick? John Winston says, I guess he died. Mm. I guess He's the, one of these several bodies here in the I hotel. Guess, I guess the boogeyman is mortal after all. And then we'll have the next scene. It'll take place a little while after all this. It'll be in a beach somewhere. Very Max Payne-esque. Yes. It'll be, Can't believe we've come this far in this it'll episode be, without mentioning Max Payne. It'll be John Wick at a bar. You won't really get to see if he's... Happy or he's wearing like a Hawaiian not shirt happy, and a trucker but hat. He's got his dog, and you get the feeling that he's found some semblance of peace. He's alive, so there's an opening of a John Wick future movie. But mm. for now, he's away from that life. No one knows where he is. He's off the grid. He's in this tro- beautiful tropical island, and he can be at peace. He's got his boat that he's named in his wife's name, and that's the end of John Wick Three. Mm. 
So he's there sanding his boat. Just yes. like the end of and Winston comes and Winston comes and hugs <laughs> Winston him. Winston comes down the beach with his with his shoes over his shoulder. Mm. Yeah. Zuwatanao. But yeah, I think it's just going to be a, a lot of the same uh, well yeah, a lot of a lot of action scenes in mm. between there. Well, they're the best part. Exactly. No one needs the talking scenes in a John Wick movie. No. Everyone comes there for the action. If you look up the clips for John Wick on YouTube, yep. all you'll get is just the action scenes. So you can just watch the entire action scenes on YouTube and I think you'll be better for it. <laughs> you don't have any of those long talky scenes. Well, they're not even really I think I sent long. you... Oh, no, I sent you like a recap. That was like three minutes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch it. Oh, thanks. But yeah, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff from you. You think yeah. the dog's going to die. I think obviously we have a lot of similar points yeah. just based on what happened in the trailer, of course. But yeah, we have very different endings in our story. Mm. Like how Halle Berry plays a very little role, except she's just there as a sidekick in both of our plots. Yeah. I'm really hoping that's the case. Maybe in the she'll movie. like turn. Maybe she'll turn on uh, Maybe John Maybe she'll Wick. put on a really terrible African accent like she did in <laughs> X-Men. Do you think there'll be a romance scene or do you think they'll play it like John Wick is only in love with his wife and that's, yeah. that's it? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's that was the thought that was going through my head. But, you know, I was like, mm. well, I don't think they'll do that. And there'll be no... no I, I didn't even entertain the idea. Yeah, there'll be no redemption. Oh, in a way. I guess there will be but I think they'll make it longer than it should be that's yeah. my one main prediction I think the movie will be about three hours when it should really be an hour and a half I saw as well there's a lot of assassins that uh, they call them ballet assassins really so I th- did see a ballerina so, in the trailer but she yeah. didn't work into my plot at all so what I didn't get to point out was I think because obviously this the uh, the assassins is a very underground network that's going on and a lot of the things are covers for the assassins doing stuff so I think the headquarters in Rome is actually going to be like a fine arts maybe ballet Mm, school or something like like that yeah so it sort of fits in with their classy aristocratic persona but like it also makes it look like yeah it makes it look like it's not an assassin's league in the middle of Rome because how do you get away with that it's very much like the James Bondian element of the movies Mm. so that was our predictions of John Wick of course if you have your own prediction please let us know we'd love to know what you think Uh, we have a gmail address which is potential spoilers pod at gmail.com we also have a Facebook page just find us under Potential Spoilers Podcast is it? Anyway just look for Potential Spoilers you'll find us you'll see the little (laughs) logo there that accompanies this podcast Mm. please let us know what you think will happen in John Wick and we should talk about what movie we're going to be talking about next week I know you're excited for this Oh I'm actually a big fan well I suppose in a way I'm a big fan I've never seen any of the movies in this current series this is actually the third movie in a new series but this series has been attempted many 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 times in the past we're looking at the king of monsters himself godzilla godzilla in godzilla king of the monsters yes do you know anything about this movie at all no but i know enough about godzilla there's been so many movies about godzilla so i think i've seen all of the original godzilla movies so that might help me out a little bit since i think they're going back to that a bit but i haven't seen the original not the original see the matthew broderick one right yeah i saw that one but i haven't seen the one with brian cranston i know he doesn't play a big role in it i saw that one yeah that one's the first one in this series and I didn't see oh so it's a sequel yeah this is the third one The second, there was a second one the second movie was Kong Skull Island if you remember that I vaguely so remember that so this is that all being... a part of the monster universe Okay. So like the Godzilla universe. So wait, they have they have the superhero the DC Marvel universe. Yep. Then they also have like the monster universe in like the Dracula movie oh, that and was the werewolf. The dark movie. universe. The dark cinematic universe. universe the and, Dooku. And that now they have a monster universe yeah, that's which right. King the Kong un- and Yes. Oh god. 
Yes. So there is an upcoming Godzilla versus King Kong movie. Well, I suppose it's a remake technically. Right. But yeah, that's coming up in the future. We may talk about it one day. Who knows? If the show goes for that long or if the movie's ever made, who knows? We might talk well, about it one talk, day. They've been wanting to make that but movie for ages. Of course, ages. we're going to be talking all about this next week. So let's save the conversation for then. Thanks for joining me this week, Matty D. It's been a pleasure, Kieran. Thanks for having me. Thank you, <laughs> listeners, as well. And join us next week for Godzilla King of the Monsters. See you then.